Hello. All right. Oh man, Twitter is eating these this movie alive. I don't understand why. It's just a regular old traditional football movie that looks like it should have been a movie of the week. But other than that, nothing wrong with it. Uh, I think that. <clears throat> I, I mean, I think that with the actors involved, people thought it was going to be a higher quality movie. <laughs> <laughs> and it does remind me of, like, the early 2000s, like, they'd make shit like this left and right. Yeah. Um, but you'd think with, like, Zachary Levi and Anna Paquin involved hmm. and uh, Dennis Quaid. I don't know who's directing it. I didn't look into it that far. Okay. Uh, you would think it would be a higher quality movie. Um, <laughs> and it looks like they're like, oh, this is going to be, like, Oscar bait. Like, uh, and <laughs> it it looks like... I mean, it just looks so bad. Like it, like you said, a movie of the week. Or first of all, there's two directors, which is always weird. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh no. This is why <laughs> I'm ready. We figured it out. Okay. We figured it out. Okay. Just to fill everyone in, we are talking about Underdog, the Kurt Warner story, which I guess is the title they're going with. Wow. Um, so Kurt Warner was a football player in the early 2000s, a quarterback specifically, and led the Rams to win the Super Bowl, okay, in 2000. <laughs> uh, and like he was truly an underdog, like, and they talk about in the trailer, he was like working in a grocery store and then he had to play. <laughs> in you know arena football and then he ends up making the team and whatever um what i thought was really <laughs> funny was someone on twitter pointed out and i sent you a screen screenshot of this that zachary levi in the trailer <clears throat> was saying like when i was a kid watching kurt warner and someone was like just want to point out that zachary levi was 19 years old with <laughs> kurt warner one <laughs> Oh How old is Zachary Levi now? He's he forty. Can't, he's got yeah. So okay, yeah. He's forty, and then Kurt Warner's fifty. If I oh wow okay yeah. So I'm there's not about, even a bit, there's <laughs> not even a big age difference between the two of them. If I'm talking about something that happened when I'm 19, I'm not gonna say when I was a kid. I'm gonna say I'm not either. Yeah, when yeah. I was when I was 19. When, when I, I was 19. When I was younger, <laughs> I probably in that situation when I was younger watching Kurt Warner, I'm like. You're right. making it seem like you're, you know, 20 years younger than him when <laughs> you're not. Yeah. But I mean, like, just from a standpoint of somebody who's 40 now, I would never go, yeah, you know, when I was a kid, saying 19. It's like, what? What? That's That annoys me as much as the people who um, give the, the month age of their child when they're over a year. Yeah. I think that he... <laughs> Surprisingly, Quentin Tarantino did that on uh, on Marion's podcast. That was because that's because when they're dealing with doctors and stuff, that's like how it's done. Mm-hmm. I think that's I I honestly think that's why it's become the standard clothing, <laughs> all of it. Until you get into like a certain point, it's all by month. I don't know why. It's just weird, man. Like I'm it gonna is weird. I'm, yeah. You know, if it's my kid, when I have a kid, I'm gonna be just you know giving the. <gasps> Is it? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> is it finally happening? No no no, 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 no. Every time, guys. Every time. Every single time. <laughs> there's even a hint, hint of a baby. I'm like literally knitting, going, <gasps> what? Yeah, 
Yeah. Lex wants a little brother or sister. You know, we just gotta. <laughs> we have firmly established that I would be auntie. Uh. <laughs> yes. I'm gonna baby that kid so much. Okay. So it, it is weird. I yeah. think he's trying to seem younger. So this, okay, we were not expecting to talk about this. No. I saw it last minute scrolling through Twitter before the show, and immediately I, became fascinated with it. I, I'm so <laughs> I'm so fascinated. Okay, the layers to this. Yes. Before so. we get into the directors, directors, I'm still going to emphasize that because they're brothers and they think they're the Cohen brothers type. Of, <laughs> that's that's the assumption that I'm making. <laughs> before we get into that. Two things. One, I know you're going to agree with me with. I don't know if you're going to agree with the first thing I'm saying, okay. which is Zachary Levi looks fucking weird in these pictures. He always looks weird to me now. Like, I know you're you're oh, going down he? a okay. certain path with this, but just the fact that, like, I watched Chuck. Uh, I watched every episode of that show. I was a big fan of his. I thought he was, you know, pretty interesting. I enjoyed yeah. his work in the Thor films. You know, I'm like, all right, this kid's got a future ahead of him. Did I think that he was going to be a meat castle at this age of his career? No, absolutely not. So seeing him out he of the context. totally different. Right. Seeing him out of the context of Shazam and, you know, just how people were commenting like, man, those muscles look fake and everything like that. No, this dude just lived off a of steak and other protein items for like yeah. a good year and just got it turned into this massive human being. Yeah, and he looks massive in these pictures, but they dyed his hair black. Yeah. Which I don't know if that's what Kurt Warner's hair was, but, like, they dyed his hair black, and it looks like they gave him, like, spray tan or something. He <laughs> looks weird. Like, like he doesn't look – he doesn't even look like Kurt Warner to me. <laughs> like, they have them side by side, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't even see it. This is – and you look up a picture of Kurt Warner, and you're like, this doesn't really – no, because that's one of the first things I did. <laughs> People in the in on Twitter are even responding with like, "Okay, right." Like, <laughs> like Kurt Warner honestly kind of looks like my brother, and this this guy like that Levi is making like they're making him out to look like he looks like he like ate one of them. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, it's weird. But I'll say this: Anna Paquin does kind of look like his wife. She looks she looks like Brenda Warner. Yeah, and bit. Anna Paquin fucking deserves better than this shit. <laughs> yeah. She is an Oscar winner. I messaged you before we got started. Yes. I'm tired of her being the sidekick. I'm tired of her being the damsel. I'm tired of her being the love interest. I want Anna Paquin to get her black swan moment, you know, and just. She's too good for this shit. Yeah. Way too good for it. Yeah. Um, let me check. I don't, I, want, <clears throat> I don't count Tree Blood because she was still a damsel, very much a damsel in that show. So much look, so that she married I, her, she she found and married her husband. As, see, this <laughs> is the thing. I give her a pass with True Blood because okay. I'm like, okay, the creator of that show was coming off of Six Feet Under. Yeah. Like, so a huge, like, creator based off a very popular book series. Um, Twilight was big at the time. It, it launched like two years after I think the first Twilight movie, just a year after the first Twilight movie came out. Like mm -hmm. it was, it was honestly a smart career move. Yeah. And she made bank and she happened to find her husband during that time period. Let so, me clarify. I enjoyed True Blood, the majority oh, of the show. I thought it was good. Um, of it course. It went on too long. That's like the every show. Yeah. I was going to yeah. get there. Like every show, it goes on a little bit too long. 
And a lot of the characters that you grew to love left or just irrevocably changed along the way. Um, yeah, I, I get why that was good bait for HBO. I know the demographic they were trying to go for and it yeah. worked. It worked so well. They didn't want to let it go. And that's, yeah, that's and that show should have been like four, five seasons, four or five seasons, and then they're done. Yeah. And it shouldn't have killed off the people that, like, there's a lot of choices that they made with that show, probably yeah. just because of the length that were really stupid. And then the finale sucked. Like, it, it didn't, uh, I was just like, yeah, I'm not, no, bye. Yeah. I'd say Lafayette is one of my favorite characters on TV. God, RIP. Man. That actor. Gone way too soon. Yeah, I I love Lafayette. I'd like to revisit True Blood and maybe just stop at a certain point and yeah. be like, I'm good with this. Bye. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> going going further um, down I, that I tangent. Wouldn't mind, like I I would not mind them reviving that show. If you know what they, they will. Like, decide and they pull a Dexter and they're like, ah, we don't really fucking like where we left it, and then <laughs> let's just go back a few seasons and redo it. Who cares? Yeah, I mean, we got we got some good stuff out of that. We got uh, Tara Thornton out of that. Yep. Uh, you know, the, the sister, uh, Lafayette's yep. sister, the best friend and everything. Jessica Hamby, you know, yeah. she played an amazing character on, uh, on Daredevil. She was great on there. I don't yeah. think she would have got that without True Blood. So. No, because she was, a, that was a few seasons in of True Blood. That definitely launched her career. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So, Anna Paquin deserves better than this movie. So, what <laughs> I was getting at, which is the movie, you were talking about like movie of the week. Yeah. And what I think of now, after I think of like the early 2000s straight to DVD, which is the next iteration of movie of the week. Right. What is the new version of that now? What would we say is the new version of that? And folks, it is Christian movies. <laughs> no offense to any Christians. This is not about your ideology, but the Christian music, Christian movies, Christian books, it's a, it's its own thing. It's its own thing. <laughs> I got to tell you a funny anecdote about that. Well, what I yes. found amusing anyway. Um, friend of the show, Kelsey, she's mm-hmm. telling me, uh, well, she tweeted out. She goes, there's nothing worse than really getting into a musical movie and then finding out it's a Christian movie. And I'm like, <laughs> wait a minute. Was this... <laughs> What was it? <laughs> I'm like, was this a, was it a week away? And she's like, oh my god, yes. And the only reason I know what was it? it? It's a movie called A Week Away. Okay. It's, it's uh, a Netflix original film, and it it stars um oh my god what is her name uh Sherry Shepard. And the only reason oh. I was subjected to this because I'm not traditionally a musical fan. You know this. Everybody knows this. Yes. Um. I was at the dentist and the dentist turned it on because they have TVs in every room for the kids when they start acting up or so they can watch something while doing disgusting things to my mouth. Um, yeah. What a descriptor. <laughs> it's very accurate, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this started up and it didn't start out looking or sounding like a Christian film. And then all of a sudden, Sherry Shepard is in like mid chorus for this song and she's holding up a Bible talking about how much she loves Jesus. And I'm like, cool beans. This took a very steep turn all of a sudden. I was not ready for this, not knowing anything about it. It's got Dave Kochner in it. You know, he's traditionally like a mm-hmm. scummy dude, but he's playing like the, 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 the church camp counselor. And I'm like, Oh yeah, he's going to get into some mischief. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was just a weird film altogether. Okay. Yeah. This, <clears throat> we're about to get weird again because 
And this makes sense. I don't know about Anna Paquin, okay? Uh-huh. Because I don't know about Aunt, like personally about Anna Paquin, but I know that Zachary Levi is an outspoken Christian. Yeah. He's I would say he's relatively cool about it. Okay. Like he's not as obnoxious as uh, Chris a lot Pratt. of others. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Chris he doesn't Pratt, seem yeah. to lean into the hate Christian like Pratt does. Yeah. Uh to my knowledge. So this movie, the Kurt Warner underdog movie, is directed by Christian directors, which uh, we are talking about now because I'm on IMDb. Okay. We're going to go through their IMDb real quick because I just clicked on their first big movie, which was in 2011, and it's called October Baby. And based off of the poster, I was like, this looks like a Christian movie. And then I click on it, and it says, description is, a college freshman's world is rocked when she learns she is the adopted survivor of a failed abortion. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So that's their first movie. What a way to start. Wait, we're going we're going into it. Tell me these all don't sound like B Christian movies. Mm. A gifted high school football player must learn to embrace his talent and his faith when he battles racial tensions on and off the field. Oh, no. Uh, Oh, man. I can only imagine. I have heard of this movie. Oh, my God. Morbid curiosity makes me want to look at that one, but continue. Oh, the other one? Yeah. Yeah. If you watch it, somehow find a way to stream for patrons. (laughs) I can only imagine, which is... God, my grandparents like are obsessed with this singer or whatever, this whole story. Oh god. And it's the inspiring true story of Mercy Me's beloved chart-topping song that brings ultimate hope to so many, hmm. I don't know, whatever. It's okay. some Christian thing. And then it's I Shall Believe, which by the way, this one also based on true story stars the Archie from Riverdale. Oh, the true story of Christian music star, Jeremy camp and his journey of love and loss. As he looks to prove there's always hope. It's about his wife dying. Yikes. Uh, and then the Jesus music is their latest one. (laughs) The documentary reveals Jesus's music, untold story, the humble beginnings of cavalry, uh, Chapel, Costa Mesa, California, through which uh, its transformation into a multi-billion dollar industry of contemporary Christian music. So, yeah, um, that's a weird way to brag about your money in Christianity, which is fucking weird. So, yeah, that's those are the dudes so- directing American underdog, the Kurt Warner story, so which Anna Paquin is, is too good for. I will not say Zachary Levi is too good for it. No, this that is, is all I have to say about that. This is wheelhouse. So what you're saying is you already know the vibe. You know what's going to happen in this movie. Ooh, basically, Adam Baldwin is in this. You know the vibe. You know the vibe. <laughs> this is no. This is like I Zachary. Shit, <laughs> we need to watch this like when it comes out <laughs> through an uncle, and then like. This is going to be a patron streamed oh, thing because oh. this sounds horrible. It looks bad. I'm so excited. I want to watch. I want to watch it. Mm. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So that is. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> I'm just. 
I'm I'm really fascinated by it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know. I apparently I am a little bit more fascinated than probably others, but <laughs> I I find this hilarious. I, I'm just like, oh, because he was talking about it on a podcast. I don't remember which podcast he was talking. Maybe it was um, Michael Rosenbaum's, but he was talking about, oh, I'm going to be playing Kurt Warner. I'm going to be doing this like biopic. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Like he's getting these bigger roles now. He's like Shazam has really opened up the doors. And now I'm like, <laughs> oh, OK, yeah, yeah, oh, OK, interesting. <laughs> OK. So hopefully Anyways. he gets better roles than this in the future. Hopefully. Yeah, and I like Zachary Levi. I do too. Like, I want Zachary Levi you know. to like Zachary Levi because he's better than this. I I, I am in the camp that he's better than this. I Same feel with like Anna. You know. No, I agree. He is. I feel. I, like, I think it's. I think he's. Maybe he's. Okay. Anna Paquin. I'm just putting her up on a mega pedestal because she is so incredible but that doesn't that shouldn't take away from how good zachary levi also is yeah like i said i was a big fan of chuck and i i feel like he's got that comedic bone in him i i feel like he's he's great on um mrs mazel so yeah you know i I hope he gets to do better stuff yeah i mean that's that's another thing like we can't really classify him in that like uber christian actor wheelhouse i mean maybe it's like you know he does one for him and he does one for the lord whatever you know so he does a mrs mazel then he does something inspiring like this with with the christian directors i mean hey if that's how he wants to do his career if he wants to live like uh you know early 2000s uh matt damon go right ahead man do it have fun he's gonna let jesus take the wheel on this one yes absolutely yeah Yeah. (laughs) Anna Paquin, I don't know how she's trying to put that genie back in the bottle though. They were. I, that's that's what honestly makes me mad. Where I'm like with him, I'm like, okay, this is like a passion project. With her, I'm like, honey, do you need to fire some people? Like the fuck? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So that's that's something to keep on your radar at least, uh, yeah. if only to avoid it. So yeah, we've you've been warned. Uh, something also- else, yeah. Uh, just like in movie news, I forgot to bring this up last week, but <laughs> I just wanted to just tell you, and I don't know if you saw this in the notes, hmm. but Vin Diesel wants to do a Fast and Furious musical. Yes, and the Fast Heads are <laughs> thrilled about it. Let me tell you, Fast and Furious fandom <laughs> is something that also fascinates me because there are some very funny, intelligent, respected people in my circles that are huge fans. Like, Talking yeah. about, like, you know, <laughs> endearingly authentic fans of Fast and the Furious. And this is something that excites them. <laughs> I would say that there is definitely a Venn diagram meeting of Holy shit. theater nerds Wait a minute. and Fast and the Furious nerds. A, a, I... a Venn diagram? A Venn diagram, yes. yes. A Venn diagram. Okay. We just named the episode. Anyway, <laughs> so I, I can he sing? Has he ever has he ever sung oh, before? Has he sang? Oh my God! Yes, yes, he has. Oh, I don't know this, Lex. You need to look this up as soon as we're done Should, because. But no, I want to listen to it. You now. asked <laughs> no. You asked the perfect question. Has he sang? Yes. Follow up question: Can he sing? No. 
<gasps> I am so excited. Oh my god. I'm, I'm do oh I got He it. was uh. he was doing quarantine solo concerts before the pandemic even happened. Oh no. And he oh, thought no. he was jamming. That's there, the thing. Okay. I kinda wanna click on this. It's him singing for Paul Walker at yep. the TV. Is that what I should click on? That's one of them. But if you see one of him in a dark room, it almost looks like a karaoke. That's that's comedy gold right there. Because again, <gasps> yes, I found it. Okay. It was it's sincere. I can't skip this. <laughs> YouTube has gotten insane with their ads. Have you they noticed really their ads are worse? Every single worse. time I click on something, it, it's, it's an ad. way worse. It's either an ad or it's them telling me, oh, you know, you could get rid of all these ads if you give us ten more dollars a month, and I'm like, nah, player, I'm gonna keep that in my pocket. Oh no. Yep. That is exactly what I thought Vin that, Diesel would sound like. Exactly. <laughs> the man doesn't disappoint. I didn't know if there was a surprise. <laughs> and if you're thinking maybe there's some variation in there, maybe there's a note that he's trying to get to to try to hit, you know what? No. That's the entire performance, and you've seen it right there in five wow. seconds. That's it. That's all. That's everything. But you know what? Kudos to the man for putting himself out there. I respect Vin Diesel because he always puts his whole self out there. He no, never holds I, any Vin back. I don't want to. I don't want to act like this is a hate on Vin Diesel thing. <laughs> it's definitely not. I don't hate Vin Diesel. Right. I'm just constantly perplexed by his entire existence. Man, have like, you ever seen the picture of Vin Diesel on stilts eating the cheesecake? What? Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Life is a simulation, isn't I'm telling it? You. And I got a shit a shit deal in this simulation. This, this man is living life like a main character of a Saints Row video <laughs> game. And he is killing it. I don't know. He is killing it, man. Look. He must he must <laughs> constantly wake up and go, yep, none of this is real. We're in the Matrix right now. <laughs> he Let's wakes up every real. morning and says, I am Groot. And he goes about yeah. his day. <laughs> Hold on. I didn't get it there. Let me try again. <laughs> I still love that story of him being like saying the line and not getting it and having a, I think that was Kevin Smith's story. Did you know uh, did you know that Vin Diesel began his career as a toy convention pitchman for Street Sharks? Uh, what is Street Sharks? Street what? Sharks was a late 80s, early 90s answer to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Shout out to Turtle Soup. Um, because back then, they were trying to make anthropomorphic characters. Oh, God. I remember everything. this. Street Sharks. Ooh. Biker Mice from I, Mars. I, I, think I, cats. I think I blocked this out. You but... were right to do so because their yeah. catchphrase was Jawsome. Oh, well, I like that, unfortunately. That's, that's somebody's jam. I don't mean to yuck anybody's yum, but... Ew, yeah. why are these so terrible? Oh, my God, the toys. Yeah. They were just like... Why little... do I remember this? So they had a they had a line of puppets where you could put your hand and you could make the street shark, you know, say things or whatever. Like those old McDonald's Land Before Time hand puppets that they used yeah. to have. Yeah. So they were kind of that same technology. And Vin Diesel was the pitch man. I played with 
some of these. Someone I know had these in some way. They were just like, I, I feel like they just went through neighborhoods and just threw them out. Like, here, kids, pass them on. Yeah. Get get hooked on these. It was like drugs. Because <laughs> I, I remember the one that you put your hand in. Yep. Yep, Why yep. do I remember this? Ew. Everybody had one. Or I knew somebody that had one. That's it. I personally, I don't remember my parents ever buying me a street shark, but I feel like no, I aged no, no, out no. before they were like popular. If if I had one, quote unquote, had one, it was Chris's from when he was a kid, and then like or, like it was thrown away pretty early. But I, I'm sure it was just like at a daycare center or something. That's probably where I played with it. I'll tell you the last. The last Ninja Turtles action figure that I purchased, and boys, if you're listening, you can use this on your show. I don't care. Hello. Uh, <laughs> the last Ninja Turtle that I purchased was at a Walgreens, and it was a Donatello in a trench coat. And the, the gimmick for this Donatello was you could open up his shell, which for some reason was outside of the trench coat, and you could put his weapons and stuff inside of his body. And I just thought that oh. was so weird. Like, I have to own this action figure, and I did. And then, you know, after a when day or that? two, I don't know, it was late 80s or something, I don't know. I was oh, like, okay. Got you know, this is, yeah. this is beyond me now. I don't, I don't need action figures anymore. So I live vicariously through my brother after that. Gotcha. He has some yeah. Great I literally figures. just went with Eric this weekend to like five targets looking for action figures. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not back in the game now. No, by, by all means. I, yeah. I have a, uh, the world's first action figure that can actually put his hands in his pockets. It's a wrestler named Orange Cassidy, and that's oh. part of his gimmick is to just be too cool to wrestle, and he puts his hand in his pocket before he does his big move. Anyway. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah uh, I, weird. Okay, so so Vin Diesel did this shark <laughs> bit because yes. he did pop up when I googled imaged the yep. shark things. It's him with like the fucking puppet hand. Yep. <laughs> Being Shark Man, and I'm like, I, Bud. I'm saying Vin Diesel he has is lived a life. Shirtless. He is shirtless, wearing a leather vest. <laughs> he's stone cold in it, and he's he having the time is, of his life. Is that a brace on his arm? Le- what? Oh no, I think it's a shadow. Yeah, yes, it's the shadow okay. of the vest. Now I found the image for this week's episode. We're already done, bud. This is it. This is an episode. We're done. Goodbye, everybody. Fucking call it. (laughs) Call it. Shout out to Vin Diesel. Vin Diagram (laughs) up in here. Yes. Wow. So, yeah, dude wants to make a musical out of Fast and Furious. You know what? It sounds like a horrible, awful, terrible idea to me. But you know what? It's going to make money because people are going to show up to see the train wreck. People can't look away from a train wreck. I just, I always love a train wreck like that, especially a musical train wreck. Yep. Oh, Matt. Oh, my God. Have you, okay. Remember when you watched, like, the original American Pie, whether it was years ago or if mm-hmm. you revisited it in the past couple of years, whatever, and you're watching, what's his name? Uh, Chris, what was the Chris in that movie? Before all of the present Chris's, there was another Chris. And he was the sensitive guy, the the rugby player or whatever the fuck they played in that movie. Hmm. And he does the musical to, like, get the girl in American Pie. So he's singing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That actor auditioned for Mamma Mia. (laughs) Have you ever seen his leaked audition for Mamma Mia? I have not. 
seen it. <gasps> okay, we're have guys. Mamma Mia, Chris. Chris Klein. Uh, is it Chris? Chris Klein. Chris Klein, yes. Yeah. Thank you. I forgot Chris Natasha Leone was in this movie. He, yeah. That movie, honestly, it doesn't hold up, and it does, if yeah. that makes sense. Like, it's again, still, it lost a lot of careers, you know, for better or I worse. I still like it, even though it has so many problematic things. I just sent this to you. Okay. He is insane in this, and I love it so much. <laughs> hey, by the way, you guys had Mandy Moore here. Oh, man. Guys, I am sorry that we have to do two intermission she listens, but is just we can put links in <laughs> so you guys can enjoy like it, I, too. I'm skipping through it a little bit, and what's great yeah, about yeah, it is he's on. Like, he is in yeah, full yeah. He, just like... He looks like he's on cocaine. By the way, during this time period, I think he was dating Katie Holmes, too, which mm. just a, a little shout-out for uh, I have my side project, Cape Side Jazz. <laughs> Dawson's Creek podcast. Was he auditioning for Mamma Mia the musical or Mamma Mia the musical the movie? Movie. He was auditioning for the movie. Okay. He was trying to play the main love interest. Mm. <laughs> oh, but those eyebrows. He's so bad. I would cast those eyebrows. It's so bad. I. I feel for him. I'm worried about him. <laughs> I can't watch anymore. It's no, you can't. It's, it's so hard to watch um, the whole thing. Yeah. This should have never leaked. Whoever leaked that is a fucking asshole. Look. Like, whoever leaked that, I mean, I will watch it every couple of years. Yeah. Just, <laughs> But the person who leaked it has no soul. Yeah. I'm just stating yeah. for the record. I know it's terrible, but you know what? Auditions in general are terrible. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize that. If you ever see an audition tape that looks good, it's the exception, not the rule. They look bad. They're figuring it out, you know? Um, <laughs> but I just, I, oh, my God. That you know, is my Vin Diesel singing. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, if they make Fast and the Furious, how do we petition to get Chris Klein? Oh, yes. That must happen. That must happen. You see, I feel like in this situation, it would be unfair to have The Rock come back because The Rock can do many things. And we've we've heard The Rock can actually sing as he did in Moana. So I think he's got to be benched. What I do want, what I do want to hear is Jason Statham actually break it down. I want to hear him in his gravelly ass voice get in there and talk about, oh, I'm going to shoot somebody. I got to jump in my car and drive. You know, I want to hear it. Sound like he's, he's not like he's a fucking Mary Poppins. <laughs> What the fuck is that penguin doing there? You know, look, I had to come up with a Jason Statham accent and him singing at the same time. I was on I the mean, spot. I'm not. That's it's not it's not inaccurate. That's probably what it would sound like. I want to see this. Yes. And like, I I once again, you're like, God, I wish Paul Walker was here. Let's hear Paul Walker sing. Oh my I bet he's terrible too, or he yeah. would have been terrible too. I would have he, loved to have seen it. He has his to beautiful have done, dumb face. He <laughs> had to have done some musicals in high school, man. Like it, he had to. Yeah, man. <laughs> Literally one of the most beautiful men who ever walked the face of the earth. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad nobody was was uh, thinking to record my uh, my my high school musical performances because. 
<laughs> they'd be floating around out there somewhere just like a ticking time bomb. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Everyone has those, though. Yeah, that's, that's true. That is true. <laughs> there was someone, someone posted on Twitter, and they're like, I can't wait for things to re- reopen so we can get high school musicals back. <laughs> and they posted a video, did you see, of Peter Pan? Mm. <laughs> they were trying to do the, like, the full stunt and she's just flipping into the set <laughs> on the wires. It was one of the funniest things I've seen in a while. I was dying. <laughs> I mean, no matter how bad a musical is, it's never going to be as bad as Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. So Yeah, I know. It was. I mean, it was like <laughs> high schoolers trying to do, you know, uh, what's it called? Wiring work. Like. That's not a good mix. Like you shouldn't be doing that. And it's just like fucking, fucking flipping into the set. It's a whole thing. And then of course the kid the kid the kid has to just like recover and then keep going and then the other one can't react. Yeah. They're being like very serious. We're <laughs> actors. So it's like, hello, Wendy. <laughs> you just Fucked up an entire stage with your face. <laughs> and now you're like, hello, Wendy. And everyone in the crowd is very tense. You know, most actors chew the scenery. This guy, he just wiped out into all of it. Yeah. I, I want to say it was a woman because usually nowadays, uh, since that like famous version of Peter Pan that was always shown when we were kids was mm-hmm. done by a woman. Yeah, yeah. I think they typically cast... As a like, I won't. But either way, it was, <laughs> it was so good. Find a way, find a way to look that up, people, because on Twitter it was like something about High School Musicals returning, and it was a Peter Pan video, <laughs> and it was like their friend in high school or something. And it honestly, it was more recent too. It didn't look like it was from like you know 1994 on an old video camera. It looked like it was in like. <laughs> In 2010 or something. 60 FPS, 4K. Holy shit. At least, you know, that's one benefit I have. When we were kids, man, like, all that shit was grainy. There was that loud-ass hiss over all the dialogue. If I had to guess, I mean, I don't remember, but I'd say it was from, like, the mid-2000s. Like, I'd say it was from, like, 2010, 2011 or something. Nice. Oh, God, that that is still... (laughs) so good all right let's let's knock out a couple of these stories that are a little older that we wanted to talk about last week but we got on a tear about trash people uh which we're gonna circle yeah. back to one of those trash people later um bet awards happened it was a big event it was very well done <clears throat> i don't watch bet on a regular basis because well, they have some cre- creative ideas about... I feel like that's racist, but okay. <laughs> they they have some creative ideas about what censorship is. Oh, really? Very much so. Like, um, I, I don't think I'm legally allowed to watch that channel, well, so let I, me, I don't... Let me break it down for you. So I tried to turn it on once, and it just said no honkies. <laughs> no access. <laughs> access denied. <laughs> it turned on the H1 Classic for some reason. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Oh, I was watching man. Axl Rose like singing all of a sudden. I'm like, wait, this isn't right. Like John Mayer, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> so they can't say the they can't say the word bitch on BET for some reason. Ah, so 
I was impressed by the fact. All right. Well, let me let me let me point out the, the hypocrisy. So they show a lot of black movies on BET uh, in, in the evening. And there's a lot of moments where there is excessive cursing. And the dubs are terrible, man. Like if you see a movie coming on, you know, you're just scrolling through or whatever. And you see like, oh, Set It Off is coming on. And then you see it's on BET. You might as well not even watch it because it is completely censored. Oh, almost, yeah. Unrecognizable. So they did a they did a Queen Latifah tribute, and I was glad to see and hear that they let the word fly during the uh, the singing of U N I T Y because you gotta have mm, that yeah gotta have that who are you calling the bitch you gotta have that and they had it so that was yeah good. yeah however during the D M X tribute because you know as you know we lost oh, D M X no. that was like fucking uh, Morse code you could really. Not- because they had, I know, I know. They had all these actors up there. So, well, not actors, rappers rather. They had um, Busta Rhymes doing a part of it, and it was like, you can't censor Busta. He knows the words. He's been singing, you know, Busta Rhymes has been singing with DMX for so many years, and knowing his his lyrics and everything. He was just gonna let it fly. He wasn't about to try to pull back and you know just like be quiet. So the censor was just like hovering with their finger over the button the whole time. It was, it was fun to watch. Yeah, I was gonna say, don't they just put them on delay and then? <laughs> yeah, it it's just yeah, it's just like oh, huh. I I guess Think my... of that scene in Thirty Rock where Kenneth is like frantically trying to censor Tracy. Yeah. <laughs> I love it when they don't think they have to put something on delay and it's just like you hear it the happens. swear word yeah. and then it's silent afterward. Like it drives it even more home at that point. <laughs> and there, and you know, someone's like, fuck, that's like $5,000. Right, right. It's coming out of Damn my it. pocket. <laughs> so the DMX tribute was very well done. I thought that was wonderful. That's good. Lastly, Lil Nas X had a performance oh god yeah i watched that i i'm obsessed with him now since snl i actually listen to his music and everything i think he's amazing he is amazing and he takes a lot of risks and he does it with such flair and panache and just says bravery i love it and And he's only like 23 right 24 he's very young he's got a huge career ahead of him i think yeah he hasn't even put out an album I know this his first album later hey, this year. I know this is a controversial opinion, but that Lil Nas X, he's uh he's going places there. <laughs> Keep an eye yeah. on him. That call uh uh Call Me By Your Name song is catchy as hell. It Holy really is. shit. I've heard I was so like, many... I don't know about it, whatever. And then I put it in a playlist and now I'm like, fuck. I gotta <laughs> listen to that. I'm going on the going to bike. Fuck, I gotta, I gotta listen to that song. Damn it. <laughs> if you ever see Lex just pull over her bike and start dancing, if she's out, that's why. That's what came up on the playlist. Um, yeah. But yeah, he, he, he kissed, he kissed the man and people flipped the fuck out. Even yeah, they though did. on this same fucking award show, you had City Girls perform It's Time for the Twerculator and you had a very pregnant, uh, Cardi B come up and perform WAP. Uh, <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> How can you be so blatantly homophobic? It's it's not because they're black. It's not because there's too much affection being shown on stage. Oh no, it's the gay thing. So I, maybe I get do over yourselves. Think that there is a big. I mean, I think that he is breaking barriers as a black gay man, though. Like. I agree. I yeah. think that there is a race involved in that sense of like he I mean who else can we think of that's yeah. really 
breaking this through this like homophobia that exists all around, like mm-hmm. especially towards gay men, um, because obviously being a male in our society is has so many pressures and so many rules and so much weird hangups and bullshit involved with it. So being a gay man is just kind of defying those a lot of the times. If right. you're not, and it's it's it, not to say there haven't been gay black icons throughout no, history no. you know james baldwin and and yes uh bayard rustin and oh i meant like in music i'm sorry oh yeah I, absolutely. I should i should have been more specific i meant like in the music industry yes there have been but like in rap in like yeah music in general but like in in rap like that's a really big deal i think because there's historically been a lot of homophobia there. Absolutely. I mean, they're full songs just predicated. I mean, you know, I bought up DMX a moment ago. Some of his music yeah. was very homophobic, you know, yeah. or, or using that homophobia as as a um, as a, a negative thing, as a joke, as a diss yeah. or something like that. Yeah. You know, um, talking about the jail experience in some ways and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. I mean, again, there have been very many powerful uh, people in the gay community uh, that are black, but yes, you're right. Lil Nas X is breaking down barriers by doing it out loud, out front, and calling people out on their hypocrisy while doing so. Because his t- his Twitter game is tight. Oh my God, he yeah, he will fucking ether somebody on Twitter. I love it about him. To have, but you know, the, like the point that I was trying to make was just like to have a black like rapper who is gay openly gay kissing another black man mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or two black men you know who are dancers on stage at such a big thing like even he was saying he was so nervous about it and almost backed out yeah like he knew it was a big deal so you know it is it, like it really he really is making a huge impact and i hope that he's like he he handles it so well on Twitter as you pointed out. Like yeah. he's great at his Twitter game, but I really hope he's taking care of himself because he does get so much hate on there. Mm-hmm. And I hope he's not, you know, I, I hope he's working through that at the same time. Like I want him to mentally be okay as I he agree. as he gets bigger and bigger fame. Yeah, I mean there was a time, you know, and I, I wish that for all these these young black performers too because yes. yeah that that rise to stardom uh, can be. It, it it happens at breakneck speed. And of course, you know, with any celebrity, people want to criticize, they want to pick apart and everything like that. Um, you know, I, there was a time where Donald Glover basically retired from public life, at, you know, because he was just stressed out. And yeah. he revealed that after he came back in a series of like, um, I think it was Instagram at the time because it was I, I remember thinking, like, what is this Instagram that everyone's talking about? And it was still kind oh, of, interesting. <laughs> kind of yeah. foreign to me, you know. And, yeah, he just uh, wrote all these different uh, post-it notes talking about all kind of concerns and, and fears he had about himself. And he was just being open and honest with that. And I mean, oh, yeah, I remember that. I was really worried about, like, his mental yeah. state at the time. I think everyone was. We were yeah. like, is he, like, going to be okay? And he was just working through it. At, like, he had worked through it on his own, and then he was working through it out loud. Right. He's a different yeah. He's a different performer. He's a different person now. You can just see that, you know, from yeah. his stand-up. You know, because I, I don't want to count community because, obviously, he was playing a character. So, I mean, I feel like stand-up, his stand-up performance is more intimate of, you know, who he is. Yes. Yeah. So you look at that and you look at his performances now and it's just it's night and day. It really yeah. is, you know. 
Yeah, but, he's just he's protective of his life mm-hmm. and himself, and that's good. And like you said, like I hope there's be. joy. I hope there's joy in there. I hope he's taking oh, care yeah. of himself. You know, he's got a whole you know family, and then Lil Nas X is like so young and. I don't know. Hopefully he's getting laid and stuff. He's really happy. <laughs> I'm just like, you know, good for you. That's right. Good for you, honey. <laughs> Tell me about this Clifford trailer and why it frightens you. Like, <laughs> this is the second trailer that we're talking about today that is off-putting. But I want to know why this Clifford trailer scares you. What, what's going on there? Okay, did you watch the Clifford trailer? I did. How did it not scare you then? How are you asking this question? <laughs> he's like, he's like a, he's a, he's a little red dog mm-hmm. and he's very cute. He's a little puppy and he's red and you're like, okay, well, that's a little bit weird, but you know, he's a little ginger pup. Okay. Okay. And then he's big. <laughs> she wishes him big and then he's big. <laughs> he's too big. That's how it works. And then they're like shenanigans. And I'm like, <laughs> someone would, <laughs> someone. Someone would like honestly. I, maybe I'm becoming bitter, but I'm like, someone's gonna kill this elephant-sized dog and stuff it <laughs> no. and put it in their basement. It's gonna I'm be. I'm scared that, for Clifford. The weird-looking hunter from Jumanji, the first one. He's and then like, yeah, I'm like, what? I'm just like, what does he eat? Mm. What does he eat? What Everything. does Clifford eat? I'm Anything. scared. I'm, I'm really scared of it. And like, okay, I. I was like babysitting a dog a couple of weeks back mm-hmm. and and like it's like a she's like an 80 pound dog. She's a big fucking dog. <laughs> and so it, and I was all bruised and scratched up from her jumping on me because she's still a pop. Right. You feel like you got in a fight, right? <laughs> oh, it looked like I did my arms and let like I was fucking fucked up from her. Not not she's not attacking. She's just playing, you know, right? Exactly. She yeah. stands up. She stands up on her hind legs. She's my height. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, she's that big. So it's a golden retriever. So, like, I love her. I love the energy and everything. But, like, I was like, you, I'm, I'm really going to love you more in, like, a year when you're calmer. <laughs> but then I'm like, Clifford, Clifford is too big. Man. That's, like, I, I was, after after taking care of that dog, I was like, okay, I can't get a dog that's more than, like, 40 pounds. I think it, it I think it would fucking kill me. Right, like, right. Like, have a dog like this all the time. Man, I don't know but, how the operas do it, because they have, they have the most loving dog in the world, and, and he's, he's great. He, he acts, he has puppy energy still, but, you know, he's, he's an adult. And so she's, she's very, like, she is well-trained, like, she's potty, she's potty trained, she's taking care of, she's a gorgeous dog, she's so sweet, but she's a puppy, and she doesn't, she still doesn't know her size and everything like that. Yeah. I Yeah, I don't know how people do it. I will say that I know, mo- like, a lot of people that have bigger dogs like that, Tip, I typically notice it's like, you know, there's at least a guy involved that's like, a big dude who can like walk the dog with more ease and stuff. I was really scared taking her out yeah. outside of the fenced area because I didn't want her to take off. Like if she saw a squirrel or whatever. Luckily, she was really good at listening to me. Good. But it was like they they were like, yeah, I mean, she's good. I'm like, oh god, yeah. no, please don't. You don't want to get taken for a drag. I understand. We were lucky. Yeah, that- I don't think I could handle a big dog. Like I, I. <sighs> It just there. I think it's a little too much. I think I like medium size. You know, mm-hmm. like if you go over like fifty pounds, forty, fifty pounds, I think it might be too much. 
they were like oh they're the neighbor from the same where we got her they just had puppies like more of them like golden retrievers and i'm like god i love golden retrievers but i can't fucking do this yeah (laughs) as much as i i kind of want to be like those puppies i can't (laughs) I was going to say, we got lucky with BMO, and, you know, he's a smaller dog, obviously, you know, obviously, obviously. Yeah, how how big is he, like, 20 pounds? Like, 15, most. 15, yeah. 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 So, he, um, even when he's, like, taking food from your hand, like, when you offer him something, he's not one of those dogs that will just be, like, bite, you know, you know, trying to get as fast as possible. He, like, very gingerly tries to take it from your hand like oh are you sure you know it's just it's, it's adorable when you do it. yeah he's like oh, oh all right you know because he likes carrots a lot so he'll Aww. make sure he doesn't get any teeth on you and um Aww. that's part of like when we were getting him trained the trainer was like okay so what he's gonna do with the scratching and the biting and stuff like that it's a natural thing dogs claw and they bite yeah. you got to train him out of it and how you do it is you have to act like it hurts like, even if it doesn't yeah. hurt, you can't just shrug it off and be like, oh, he's just playing. You have to be like, ouch, you know, so they know that they're, they're yeah, hurting Yeah, they're you. very sensitive to humans. They love their humans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love those videos you see of, like, the big dog taking care of, like, the little baby and stuff, putting the yeah. blanket on them. Those are always adorable. So, yeah, you just got to make sure they know. I actually <laughs> did do that with Ellie, uh, with the dog that I was babysitting, which, by the way, her name was Ellie. Oh. So... I would be like, Ellie, and like calling for her. And I'm like, oh, God, the last of us. This is like the connection is freaking me out. But yeah, she was she was very sweet. And like she did care. Like I like I hurt my, like if I hurt myself with her, she'd be like, wait, what? Are you OK? Like, you know, dogs are awesome. But I was just like, oh, I don't know if I can handle big this big of a dog, given my size. Yeah. Speaking of last of us. That being said. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> You know, it's funny. Um, th- I, I was going to talk about The Last of Us next, and there's a, a story about it saying that uh, the first season is going to be 10 episodes long. Wait, uh, the first season? They're doing multiple seasons? Yep, yep, yep. It is an HBO series. There's no uh, no indication of how long the series will be, but yeah, they're, they're giving it a commitment for oh. at least one season. You know, after um, um. after being hit with the with the unfortunate news that Lovecraft Country is being uh, ended, I, I can't even really say canceled. It's it's coming to an amicable end. Uh, HBO uh, basically canceled the show on their end, and the creator is uh, out of book because they covered the entire first book in that uh, in that season that we watched. A very uh, well done, critically acclaimed season. Uh, that we watched. That so. genuinely surprised me that yeah. they canceled that or yeah. ended that, whatever. Yeah. Because um, as you mentioned in the, in the Discord. Going off book. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, that's why you have have them do their own thing. Right. It doesn't stop them usually, so why start now? Um, it's weird. But yeah, Last of Us will be 10 episodes in this first season. Writer and producer Craig Mazin has confirmed. Uh, Culture Crave. That's shared. a good link. <laughs> yeah, Craig Mazin. Culture Crave shared the episode count for the upcoming HBO series after it was revealed by Mazin on the Script Notes podcast. Wow, that's a very roundabout way of finding that out. Uh, <laughs> as he discussed the process of, of prepping an entire season of television, we have five directors across 10 episodes, Mazin revealed around the 1740 mark. So that's one thing I wanted to address. You know, we were talking about a, a movie having two directors while these series usually go through uh you know kind of a gamut of directors it's it, yes but it's different on a tv show yeah the way a tv show is run is different from a movie mm. they have less control as directors on a tv show than they do on a set 
of a movie. Yeah. It seems like a lot of that really rests on the shoulders of the showrunner. You know, yes. like those guys don't yeah. really get enough credit, but who knows? Yeah, yeah. So it's just a difference in, in roles. When you're a director running a set um, on, its, on a movie, you're the head, like the creative running force, like like the person. Mm-hmm. And when you're on a TV show, that's the exact, that's the, like the, the showrunner, the EP, like that's their job. Gotcha. Um, and so you are basically a guest there and you go with their flow. You go with their vibe. You bring your own creativity to it, of course, but you do have more rules and restrictions to follow, typically. Man, it's going to be interesting seeing Pedro Pascal play Joel. That's going to be yeah. very interesting. Yeah, um, I can't wait to see it. Yeah, same here. I mean, it's... I, I'm I'm skeptical of it being a full series. Um, I would think of it as being like a mini and then a follow-up mini series for the second game basically. Yeah. yeah. But I guess they're they're going to try extending it. I don't know. I'm more optimistic for this than I am for um uh Uncharted with Tom <laughs> Holland. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> and it's I will all say the I'm way more optimistic of... about this than I am about Why the Last Man as well. Ooh, okay, now that I'm surprised about. We've talked about this. I'm very I'm deeply concerned about why the last man. You really want them because you care about it. You really want them to stay. I love it too much, man. I'm emotionally invested. Yeah. Like I I I might have to separate myself from it if I can't if I can't deal. One of the great things about comic book adaptations like that are the fact that not only will the original creator be involved, um, but enough time has passed since the series has ended. Where if they have to make any changes or if they make any, uh, you know, movements with the story, um, hopefully it'll feel organic to people that read the book, who were fans of the book. Because right. I remember experiencing that with Preacher, um, and they made a lot of changes to the story that just they <clears throat> felt better than the comic because they they knew where they were trying to go with it. Enough time yeah, had I'm passed, fine with that. you know. Yeah, just like. Every writer looks at a story they, they create and goes, man, I wish I'd have done this different. You know, anybody who makes anything, basically, is like, man, I wish I'd have just done this one thing different. And now, you know, since the creators are, are, are being given a platform, uh, they're, give, they're being given credence with these adaptations, they have a chance to, like, write the ship how they want it to. Now, if the fans agree with that or not, if they accept it, that's a whole different story. But we'll when see. They, when they finally finish Saga and we know its entirety... I'm very curious to see what if that will be adapted into something, yeah. and if they can. I'm worried it'd be too expensive, honestly. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. that's the I think the biggest challenge of that one. But I also think that would be a great TV show. I think that well. might even make a great animated series if they can't just do a live yeah, action. Yeah, like they're doing with Invincible. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be perfect. <laughs> you know, Robert Kirkman knows a guy. Get in contact with him, man. Make it happen. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> he's got connections. He's he's got people. <laughs> yeah. I'm re I'm rereading Saga. I don't know if I told you that, by the way. I'm catching up. Oh, with you it. are. Yeah. When is, when is it supposed to come back? I don't know, but I keep hearing soon, soon it's coming back soon. So it's like, all right, it's been so. Fiona long. said she was working on it a while back on her Instagram. So. Okay. Cool. I mean, I'm sure they're nervous about it too, because so much time has passed. But you know, some great books have yeah. have succeeded in that realm. 
I know there was a long delay in, in if he's Bone. if he's got it scripted out like if they if they have the plan, I'm not too concerned. If he's like, I need to take time because I don't know where I'm going with this, yeah. then I'm worried. Which yeah. I don't think he's that type of writer, honestly. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, I, I, that that's true. That's true. I, I agree with what you're saying to a certain extent. I also feel like, you know, there's just happenstance. Like if you have a great idea as a writer, if you're telling a certain type of story, it's a very strong chance that somebody else is having that same idea, you know, at the same time you are. Right. It's just if they get their media out first, then people are going to just organically think it's derivative of what, you know, came first. Yeah. So it's it's kind of difficult in that way. But we'll see. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that's I'm true. Sure, that's you know, true. I'm still looking for it. Yeah, too. yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I think we're we're both on board for that one until the, the bitter end. <laughs> right on, right on, right on. So um I'm excited about this because it it's less of a concept now and more of a reality. You know, Marvel films a lot of their stuff in Atlanta, that's just fact. But I saw a report that Wakanda Forever, the Black Panther sequel, has finally started filming. And that's big because for a long time, yeah. you know, there wasn't even a script. There was no, no idea for it. We didn't even know the name. It was just the Black Panther sequel. And of course, you know, with what tragically happened with Chadwick Boseman, we really didn't know what was going to happen. But apparently they, uh, they know what they're going to do and they are moving forward. So Ryan Coogler, of course, is, uh, is on board once again. Um, yeah, you know, and Ryan Coogler gets, gets our trust. Yes. You know? Yes, absolutely. Made a wonderful film. The cast is, is phenomenal, of course, and, uh, I'm sure they're gonna wanna do this justice to honor, uh, Chadwick's memory. So, yeah, I'm excited to see what comes out of that. I am too. I, I think it's a terrible thing that happened, but I do think that, like, it seems like Chadwick being the leader that he was, like, just, it clearly just a natural, like a natural born leader and everything like that, he would be want the show to go on, so to speak. Like mm-hmm. he would want them to continue this important um representation yeah. within the Marvel universe. So, you know, find a way to honor and respect both him and the character that he helped create and bring to the big the big screen, you know, um create in the like on screen creation. Um and, you know, I'm sure he loves this cast that he got to work with and, you know, they loved him. They all just want to make this as, as good as possible. Uh, I'm, I have no clue how they're going to do this. I, I would not want to take on that task. Right. I commend them for continuing and going forward with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same here. So we'll see what happens. Have you been watching Loki at all? No, I haven't. I meant to ask you about that. You know, it's been on for like five weeks now. We haven't discussed it once. I haven't watched any of it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it just yeah. and uh, I, I, I really haven't. I, I know people are liking it. Mm-hmm. I haven't had any indication that I should watch it though. It's good. It's it's not groundbreaking anymore yeah. because I mean, look, they came out of the gate so strong with the last two projects. It's it'd be hard yeah. for anything to like be a good third in that you know in that variety so loki's good it's worth your time but honestly 
I would say you could wait until it's done. Even as much to say, like, there's nothing groundbreaking in there that's going to leak out as a spoiler. It's just, hey, it's an interesting story. You kind of know what it's about because you've seen the trailer. And uh, just uh, buckle up. It's fun. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I really don't know too many people who are super into it either. Yeah, like I'm I'm part of the party chat Discord and they do have a uh, a, a Loki thread in there mm-hmm. where people discuss it after they've seen it. They do something cool too where like you have to be approved to be allowed into uh, that channel and I want to figure out how to do that, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, I mean that's a good idea. Uh, you know, especially if you're like you're getting bigger and you're worried about people being assholes or whatever, but yeah. like. Um, luckily our discord has been amazing. We haven't had any, any issues at all. So that's right. Asshole free discord. How many people could say that? Not many, yeah. but we can. Um, yeah. Don't I, fuck it up y'all. Don't fuck it up. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Owen Wilson's really good in it. He's, um, he's trying. So that's, that's awesome. You know, yeah. he's not just falling back on the Owen Wilsonisms. He's doing his I job. hope that rumor of them doing another Wedding Crashers movie with the original cast all returning ends up happening. <laughs> oh, man, that'd be so. I to want see. that. I want that. The real time aging. I want to see Isla Fisher and Rachel McAdams crashing weddings. That's the reason <laughs> I want to see it, because the the ending of Wedding Crashers yeah. is the best part, knowing that these two sisters are going to go fucking bonkers and crash weddings with their now <laughs> boyfriends husbands or whatever like that that is what i want to see yeah yeah (laughs) that movie it it was definitely something that hit at just the right time for it to be successful so yeah yeah for sure uh remember when they tried to make that movie with vince vaughn and owen wilson where they were like google trainees or something oh yeah i never saw that i remember the trailer and like clips of it though it was a very weird moment and just a testament to how much money Google put behind it. I heard about it and I wanted to watch the trailer for it. So I looked up the trailer on YouTube and before the trailer began, it gave me an ad, which was the trailer of that ad. What? Yeah. The trailer. Okay. Of that movie. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. It was strange. <laughs> like, that is just, super weird. They're watching me. Um, yeah. Yeah. Super weird. Oh, I had one more thing. The, yeah. the the game Returnal for PS5 is so much fun. It's, I've never heard of it. Okay, so picture this. You you are an astronaut. The game just starts out. You are in space. You are an astronaut. And you crash on this planet. And now you have to fight for your survival. Of course, with every video game, you're not going to do it the first time. So you die. But there are no continues. There are no save points. There is nothing because you are stuck in a loop. And every time you die in the game, you respawn just when she's crashing on the planet. Oh, fuck that. It's so fun. Like, I know that's that's... like, um, like, (laughs) that's like old school games where you just completely reset. It sounds like torture. However, it's not. A limitation of the game design it's a feature and i don't say that ironically it's uh <laughs> you remember the character remembers every time she fucking wipes out because sometimes she'll wake up and the cutscenes are a little different sometimes the flashes will be like of the last thing that killed her or 
uh, of her hitting the planet or her waking up in the cockpit. But it's basically just like um, Edge, of, Edge of Tomorrow, except you're on an alien planet and you're by yourself. Mm. So you learn new techniques along the way. Interesting. And there are some techniques you can retain, but there's other things like in-game currency that you, of course, lose once you die. Uh, I, <laughs> I think I'd be too frustrated with this game. It's so frustrating, but it's also so much fun. I gotta How tell you. How does it you. feel as far as like a next gen game? Cause like there aren't a lot out. I just got the Xbox Series X, which Wait. I'm enjoying, but there aren't a lot of games out for it. That's true. I just, I'm on Game Pass just playing whatever random stuff. As a next play. game, a uh, next gen game rather, this game is so impressive. Um, it does a good job yeah. of showing off the hardware. Uh, it's, it's very pretty to look at. It plays very well. It also makes use of something, a feature I forget about all the time, which it seems like House Marquee always, uh, puts to good use. The little speaker that's inside of the controller. Oh, the, yeah. On the PlayStation 5 and 4, uh, for when they made start, Super Stardust and, uh, Resogun, which was mm-hmm. like a, a side scroller, uh, shooter. Yeah, they always use that speaker to good use. They'll give you information from that and stuff like that. It It's so much fun. It's so, like, uh, engrossing, I'll say, too. And it uses the haptic feedback on the triggers uh, in, in a very good way as well. So it, it feels good to play. And the game is so pretty and it's so fun to play. You, you kind of don't mind the whole dying thing. Yeah. <laughs> I I really thought if I was going to get a next-gen system, I was going to get a PS5. Yeah, yeah. And like, I, I still I, think eventually you should get one, but let them let them build up their library and earn their I money mean, first, of course. I just, like, that I, just getting the PS, or I'm sorry, the Xbox Series X was, like, oh, I just happened to get some extra cash for, you know, doing something, and I, like, I was like, okay, well, you know, let me just use it on this. Whatever, I've got everything else taken care of right now. So right. I, I basically was just like in the position of, okay, I can get one. And the thing that sold me on the Xbox over the PlayStation is Game Pass. Yep. I really love Game Pass. I've talked about it. Um, I, I'm just enjoying the hell out of it. And um, I've played a little bit of like Forza, like which is a Series X game on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. And I'm not big on Forza, but like it was beautiful. It is. Um, the Master Chief Collection, which has been like, you know, reformatted for the Series X. Mm-hmm. I'm playing uh, Wolfenstein again right now. Just oh, I'm, yeah. I'm a shooter that I don't have to think about, kind of get my mind off stuff. So same. I'm playing Doom. I, I, yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Like that game. Something. Something else that we don't really talk about with the Xbox Series X a lot is the uh, the um, the quick resume feature that's on there. Yes. So yeah. like you can play. Any number of games that utilize this feature on your Xbox, uh-huh. and as soon as you start it up, it'll put you right back where you were when you uh, turned the, something else on. Yeah, and the app on the the phone, and being like like being able to download stuff from your phone, like mm-hmm. tell it to download, like that's fucking cool. That is cool. Yeah, being able to control it from the app. I don't know if the PlayStation has that with the PS5. They but, like, do, I but really- it's it's not as organic. And it, it really shows like you have to it's one of those apps that will spit you out to like a, a, a web browser, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, that. Microsoft is just doing a really great job. I'm I'm thoroughly impressed so much so that I invested in this next generation of consoles with mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And I don't regret it at all. Like I'm re- other than like I have these little moments where I'm like, oh, shit, that's a PlayStation game. Like, oh, yeah. Like, I, I hate that. But like. 
looking down the line, there are so many exclusives that are going to be on Game Pass, too. Mm-hmm. Like, these new big games are going to be on Game Pass. And that's just what it is. I mean, I, know I have that, not bought a single game for my system. And that's beautiful, isn't it? It's just yep, fucking Yeah, I haven't great. bought anything. I might buy, go buy that new Assassin's Creed game because it's, like, on sale for, like, 30 bucks at GameStop. Yeah. Maybe. But you know what? I don't need to. I've got Game Pass. I've got so many options. There's enough there to keep you busy. But when you're oh, ready, yeah. there's other stuff for you, too. That's the thing. Like, you know, with the whole console wars ideal and, and people saying, oh, I'm Team Xbox, I'm Team PlayStation. Like, that's fine and all. You can do that. But ultimately, like you said, there's going to be exclusives on the other one that you're going to want to play. But yeah. the great thing is, is that they're there for you when you are ready, when you are ready, when you have yeah. the time, when you have the money, whatever. It's there. And it's not going anywhere, hopefully. It, it, no, it's not going anywhere. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll find a PlayStation girl, and then we will join our houses with yeah. some with some fighting <laughs> in the beginning. And then, um, you know, in Fair Verona, where we lay our scene, like, and then and then we'll be cool. And <laughs> it'll then be it'll, like we'll a, have both. Like one of those great rom-coms, you know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> We'll have like the like tape on the floor and everything. Yeah. <laughs> One side of the place will be blue, the other green. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, so I gotta I gotta get rid of my old. I'm I've got my old Xbox One. I'm gonna get rid of soon here while it's still got some value. Yeah, it doesn't have much because it's just like the 500 gig, you know, the old one. Right. So. You know, I mean, you can get some cash out of it and. You could also donate it to a hospital if you felt inclinated to do so or, or something like that. There's many nah, options. Nah, fuck them kids. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you what, it is funny, though, because the Xbox Series X has completely made the last generation disposable because yeah. it does everything that your old Xbox did. And it does it basically yep. look in the same way with the same interface. So, yeah, I just have to, like, wipe it out, the old one out. And then yeah. I'm. Yeah, it's good. But like, I just haven't done that. I immediately was like, I'm setting up this giant brick. And then, <laughs> and that's good. Yeah. I would even recommend for people who are running out of space on your next gen consoles. Uh, I can, I can attest to the Xbox specifically. Um, you don't need to buy their branded external hard oh, drive, no. that little chip that you slide in there. You can just get a plug and play, uh, solid state drive for a lot cheaper. If you look on Newegg and, and wait for the sales and such. Um, you can get like yeah, a our friend, our friend Bradley did that too. Yeah, yeah he was yeah. telling me about that, and it works perfectly. I, There's no delay, so or at least yeah, not yeah. one that's noticeable. That's great. Yeah, I, I don't. I I probably will never do that. I'll just delete stuff. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just like I, I'm not gonna spend money doing that. I'm just gonna delete. <laughs> it's in a cloud. I don't give a fuck. I'm yeah, like, yeah. All right. <laughs> that's that's how I roll. That's, right on. That's who I am. But, exactly. If you want to play it again, just download it again. Yep, yep, it's me, that's me. So, I guess we should just give closure on this whole trifecta of badness we discussed last week. Uh, you know, cancel culture, guys, it's it's real. Watch out. They'll get oh, you. God. You, you sent me this 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 uh, series of tweets. Now, I don't know if how, like, this could be a complete bullshit, but yes, I did, I did send this to you. Yeah, these headlines, I should say. Somebody... Uh, cut these headlines from different websites and it goes in order from July 18th, 2016. Bill Cosby is completely blind and homebound. Yeah. The next one reads seeing through the lie. Bill Cosby abandons his blind act behind bars. The next one, 
goes back to 2016. Bill Cosby's lawyers say he is registered as legally blind, unable to recognize his accusers. And yeah. then of course, July 5th, Bill Cosby possibly planning a comedy year. tour. Yeah. The world is welcoming him back. And the comments are disagreeing with that fact, because no, sir. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah, he's going to do it. I I mean, unless he really it. is truly at death's door kind of thing, he's going to fucking do it. He's going to do it. He's at least going to do some speaking engagements, some interviews. He's going to he's going to be clearing his name. Here's yeah. here's what's going to happen, though. He's not going to like the type of people that turn out because he has always been even before the TV show, even back when uh, Eddie Murphy was talking about him in his stand up special. Mm hmm. He's always been that old man shaking his fist from his porch, talking about kids need to pull oh, up yeah. their pants and, you know, black men need to be doing this and we need to stand oh, yeah. up for he such had and opinions. such. Very many opinions, none of which uh, apparently he subscribed to enough to actually, you know, be a decent human fucking being. Um, yeah. So the, the, the people who are going to come out for him aren't going to be what he's looking for. I'll just put it put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see what happens, Mr. Cosby. We we shall see. But hey, at least Keenan gets to dust off that old impression again. Now he can have some fun with that on SNL. Oh God. Yeah. SNL is gonna be a lot too. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I don't want to see that happen, but you know. It's probably going to happen. I hope he doesn't show up on SNL. Cosby, I'm saying. No, 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 no. I mean, like, his whole tour and shit. Oh, that shit. Yeah, yeah. They can can mock him as long as they're mocking him. Uh, You know, that's what satire does. Mm Mm-hmm. Punch off or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So. So we'll see what happens there. We'll, we'll of course, keep you posted right here on Lex and Matt's Excellent Adventure. Lex, what are you doing (laughs) lately? What's going on in your world? What you got? Well, uh, season two of Cape Side Chats just dropped my mm-hmm. my mini series that I'm doing um with the Mighty Ravens that's the like the name you can look up for Cape Side Chats uh and then we have links in our our bio now so you can go to that yeah so season 2 of Dawson's Creek is what we covered um that literally just came out a couple days ago I know it's available on YouTube it might be a few more days before it's available streaming elsewhere maybe by the time you guys get this episode I don't know um, but if you subscribe to the Mighty Ravens, you'll you'll get it oh, wherever yeah. you listen to podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was on Ravens. I guest starred, guest hosted. I don't know what you want to call it on an episode of Ravens. Um, talking about One Tree Hill. That was season two, episode nineteen. Uh, so you can go check out Ravens. Uh, I think that's all I've been on lately. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's all I have to promote this week. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Oh, so I'm on TikTok now. You are. <laughs> I made a TikTok. Yes. I might be I'm planning on making more, but you know, we'll see. My personal life has been insane lately. So we'll see when I actually make them. But it's Alexis dot something dot rose. Alexis Rose. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> uh yeah. So that I'm on TikTok. You can follow me there. And then Lex and Matt Pod, I believe, is our TikTok. We haven't added anything to that though. Mm. I don't know my TikTok handle, but I only have one video up, and it's you a don't BMO rolling around in the grass. <laughs> so that's it. I was just saying, you know, I don't think you're really 
trying to make TikTok nah, a thing? Nah, know. that's that's not my jam. But I'll tell you what I am trying to do. I'm trying to read more of these stories for Uncanny Magazine. So I'm going to tell oh, you yeah? guys about this. Uncanny Magazine in the very near future is going to be starting their Kickstarter for their next year of magazine publishing. And I'll tell you why you should be part of this. Number one, they always have kick-ass incentives for people that kickstart. Number two, this is like, what, the fifth or sixth year? I don't know exactly, but they always come through because obviously the magazine has been rolling right along. Number three, they pay me. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) That's an important fact. They pay their staff. I just want to make that plain uh, because a lot of... That's important. Right. Because a lot a lot of magazines of this ilk, even ones that are uh, nominated and winners of various sci-fi awards, Nebulas, Hugos, <laughs> whatever, they don't feel, I guess, it's important to pay their staff, or at least they haven't figured out a way to. But Uncanny Magazine uh, <clears throat> is, is predicated on making sure that they uh, give people what they can. To continue Good. to do what they do. I don't know why I stopped right there. That was so weird. Anyway. <laughs> it's okay. No, no. That's awesome. I love that they do that. I that's speak great. for a living, guys. Uh, Tana Nareev you do is an amazing author. And uh, she lent one of her short stories to Uncanny for this last episode. It is now live. 41A, if you're looking for that. Uh, read by me. And uh, I really enjoyed doing it. I think it, it was um, one of my better ones. So go check that out. I've seen a lot of love for that one. So you- thank you, guys. So far. And you put the link in our link tree, correct? Yes. 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 Okay. So it's available at Lex and Matt, um, wherever you follow us. If you go in the link of our bio, you will find all of these things that we do in addition to the show. Right show. on. Right on. Yeah. And of course, Party Chat. Check out Party Chat. It's a lot of yeah. fun. Yeah. Oh, we do have merch for Capeside Chats now. Nice. We, we got some hoodies. I ordered one. <laughs> We're not making money off of them. They're all at cost. It's just for fun. We, if right. people want to have a hoodie for, that is this specific, you fucking should. You should get it. You should get the Cape Side Chats hoodie. I hear that they're soft and very warm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And the boat looks awesome. <laughs> the boat does look awesome. You helped us with that. Thank you for the, the black because it's black and white. <laughs> I'm like, where's she going with this? Thanks for the blackness. Like, what? Oh, God. What? Poor K? No. no, you're fine. <laughs> no. My favorite part about the hoodie is that we sign off the show saying back to you, Bob, mm-hmm. because in the pilot episode, that's what the mom, Dawson's mom, says to her co-host. And Dawson's got this whole thing. She's like, back to you, Bob. And like he's like, do you think that she's like emphasizing the bees because she's sleeping with him? And he's like, just like creating this melodrama in his head. He's just completely off in the middle. Like, and Joey's giving him shit about it. And then you know the drama of it at the end of the episode, it's revealed that she actually is sleeping with him, and wow. it like that's a big part of the first season. So <laughs> we're we of course put back to you, Bob, on the back. <laughs> <laughs> the sweatshirts, like this, is really, really dark. Dang. Like, like that's why I'm terrible. Mother- that's why a motherfucker has to go stand in the middle of a lake on a boat. Yep. That's why. Yep. Right there. Yep. Because of Bob. Yeah. Because of Bob. Fucking Bob. Fucking Bob, man. Anyway, thanks for listening, folks. We're at Lex and Matt across all social media. Patreon.com slash Lex and Matt for access to our kick-ass Discord and all kind of other fun stuff, including incentives. Yeah, we got merch. Like merch. 
mugs, stickers, whatever you want. We got you. Well, not whatever, but lots of stuff. Anyway, check us out everywhere and look forward to talking to you again. As always, I'm Matt Peters. And I'm Lex Lutz. Be excellent to each other. Bye.